listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Great show for you today. We're going to talk about what happened on episode four of The Bachelor last night as the women and Zach headed to the Bahamas. Reminder about reader emails tomorrow. The Coming Out for Love premiere live launch is today. I'll give you more on that. Maybe update you on some Bachelorette news I may be hearing and talk a little bit about the uh, transcription that a few of you have asked about in regards to the podcast. And we will get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast is also sponsored by Coming Out for Love, the first all-female dating competition show in the U.S. premiering today, Valentine's Day. Follow the first Bachelorette internet sensation Amber Whittington as she dates a diverse group of 16 women all vying for her heart. Go to comingoutforlove.com, click the watch button in the top right-hand corner, purchase whatever bundle you'd like, use promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off your order, and you're all set for the 16-episode season pass that begins today. Also, this podcast brought to you by Trail Mix Games for a tasty mix of love and drama. Download Love and Pies for free today. That's Love and Pies, free to download in the App Store or Google Play. And also, this podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, before we jump into episode four of The Bachelor last night, a few things to go over here with you. Number one, talking about coming out for love. As you know, Nicole Kahn, who was the creator and director of that show, was on the podcast Thursday. It premieres today. Now, if you have signed up, a few of you have contacted me who have signed up. I believe you are being sent an invitation. If not, if you go on the Coming Out for Love Instagram page, which is just, I believe... Just uh, do a search of coming out for love underscore show. And that brings you to their YouTube link. And it should be up on the YouTube page today. I'm not 100% sure which way to go. But 3 p.m. Eastern tonight, 3 p.m. Eastern time today is where you can view that. And then once you sign up, like I said, these episodes to watch coming out for love, you have to pay for. With my discount code, it's going to cost you $17.50 U.S. dollars, so it's barely over a dollar an episode because there's 16 episodes this season. If you missed the live launch today, that is fine. I believe it'll still be in that queue, so you can watch the episode later. If not, they're replaying episode one on Saturday, and then once it's up, it's just like any streaming service. You can check it out whenever you feel like it, and you're going to get one episode in a week. Every Saturday for 16 weeks, will be a new episode. So check it out. If you can make the live launch day, that'll be great. I'm supposed to be in there and I'll probably rewatch the first episode because when they sent me the first two episodes, it was the rough cut. It wasn't edited perfectly. There was a lot of numbers and letters on the screen and stuff. So I'd like to see it edited down and see how they present it. But like I said, great first two episodes. And I think you'll really be interested. The first all female dating competition show in the U S that this ever happened. So um, as I've emphasized for the last couple of weeks about this show, this is not exploitative. It's not, you know, what you'd expect from a dating show. It was filmed in Palm Springs in the first two episodes. The, the dates haven't happened yet. So I don't know where 
I don't think we're talking the show going overseas or anything. I think it's all locally. So you're not going to have these extravagant dates. That's why I've kind of said it's more real. These women are meeting Amber and just kind of hanging out and doing regular things on dates as opposed to these lavish cross-country dates. But I could be wrong. Maybe at some point they do travel, but I I didn't get that impression based off the first two episodes. So anyway, check it out if you can. Comingoutforlove.com. Click watch in the top right-hand corner. Choose which bundle you'd like, and then that'll give you access to the whole season. And when you check out, just type in my code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off there. Also, wanted to mention that uh, reader emails uh, for tomorrow. Get those in if you can. Steve at Reality Steve is the email address. Send me any emails, any questions, any comments you have in regards to last night's episode, anything going on on social media. I will definitely fill you in there if there's anything to um, you know, answer your questions and stuff like that. I believe I only have about six or eight as a, a, a right now, so could probably use another 10 or 12. I usually get up to about 20 a week, hopefully 24 to 25, but sometimes that's too much to ask. And I think this week, like I said, six to eight to start. So we'll go from there. Send them in, steve at realitysteve.com. Get it in today, and um, it'll be in tomorrow's column. As for The Bachelorette, as we know, it films in March, like it always does. We haven't been given anything yet by ABC in regards to when is the actual finale date for Zach's season. We're waiting. I'm hearing it's going to go down like it usually does, and what I heard that I reported last week when I gave you the winner of the season and gave you the update on what happens in London with Zach getting COVID. I also heard that the Bachelorette filming will begin the weekend of March 17th, you know, Friday night, the 17th, Saturday night, the 18th, Sunday, the 19th, one of those three days it's happening in that window from what I hear. And I would think that Zach's season would be done filming or excuse me, done airing by the time that starts filming, because let's just say it isn't and they start filming The Bachelorette that weekend, you still have to do a live finale for Zach's season, and what are you going to do it, the next week? So how are you going to do that? You're going to be filming the next Bachelorette season, and you still have to come back and film a live after the final rose. I just don't see it happening. I, I have a feeling Zach's season is going to end, but they haven't given us anything. They haven't given us a TV schedule on when are they doubling up, when are they going to do this. It doesn't look like it's happening next week because they didn't hint at it. But... Maybe we'll find out something when the press release comes. and But I don't know if they'd give that away. They're certainly not going to say in the press release that Zach gets COVID. They're going to say an unexpected turn of events. Like, you know, that's how they do press releases. An unexpected turn of events has all the women wondering what's going to happen next. Basically how they teased it at the end of last night's episode. But, yes, Zach gets COVID. They have to – the only date which you even saw – clips of on the preview last night was his one-on-one date with Gabby. Looks like he was playing with a bunch of puppies. Maybe the puppies gave him COVID. But one thing I did here is one of the women does get COVID. I just don't know who it is yet. Hopefully I'll find out by next Monday. But one of the women does get COVID, but I don't know what happens to her. Based on the fact that I, what is it, Mercedes and 
I believe it's Mercedes and Kylie that go home next week in London during the Zoom rose ceremony. I don't think it's either of them that get it. So it's making me think that the whoever gets COVID next week along with Zach does not get eliminated from the show, which will then bring into question, well, wait a second, when Logan got COVID last season, why was he just immediately sent home? So, but I don't know. I could be wrong. And maybe the person who got COVID does get sent home. But I'm not getting that impression that they do because you look ahead to the other episodes and I don't have anybody not being there. So I will find out more, hopefully, in the next six days. If not, we'll just find out next week when London happens. But, yeah, that's what happens in London. Zach gets COVID. One of the women does. Don't know who. And he has to do the rose ceremony over Zoom. It looks like he is sitting there in his suit. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. So, Bachelorette season, like I said, films that weekend, 17th, 18th, or 19th. I'm already starting to hear about guys that are set to be on that show, but I don't release them this early because there's no reason to, since I will have bios and stuff ready to go. They're, at least their names, their cities, their ages, and their social media accounts just ready to go. And then hopefully by the time that they are being released and letting it out to the public and they are released on the Bachelorette Facebook page like they do all the contestants. Uh, Here's the potential contestants to be on the next Bachelorette. I'll have some for you already and then spend that day finding out more of who who it could be. I just think that um, there's no reason to put it out this early because I don't want to ruin anyone's chances, even though if the show wants them. No matter if I release them early or not, it's not going to matter. If they want them, they're going to be on the show. But I don't put it out there because it also doesn't guarantee anything because we know when they release the cast list on the Bachelorette Facebook page, two or three are going to end up not making the cast, just like two of the women didn't end up making the cast this season with uh, Sloan and Sloan Clay was her last name and then Vanessa Esparson. So there's no point to release them early. That week of... Zach's finale is when I'll release who I think after they've already left and they're in their hotel in Los Angeles. That's when I'll release who I have at that point. And something I wanted to talk about before I got to the recap from last night, you know, a few of you have asked me about transcribing the podcast and I didn't, I I just thought there's, there's just no way that that takes that's time and that's money. I went online and looked at a couple services. One of them charges, what was it? A dollar fifty a minute. So if I did the daily roundup, and let's just say it's twenty minutes, they're usually twenty-five, but twenty minutes or thirty-nine dollars a day. <laughs> you know, it's basically forty dollars a day. That's two hundred dollars a week. That's almost a thousand. It's eight hundred bucks a month to transcribe the daily roundup then i found a free service and i'm like oh okay this one does it for oh it wasn't free it was like 13.99 a month which is a hell of a lot cheaper than a dollar 50 a minute and 40 dollars a day 13.99 a month to transcribe my podcast i just upload the file and it sends me over a written transcript however i'm going to put that what i get i'm going to show you exactly what i get when I upload a podcast and get it transcribed for me, even though at thirteen ninety nine a month, that doesn't phase me. You'll see what's sent to me. It is literally 
all the words in one giant paragraph, <laughs> you know, no spaces, no quotations anywhere. It would take me another hour after doing that, after getting the transcript to go through every single sentence and be like, okay, you got a break here, break here, put these in quotes. That just, it's going to take way too long. And trust me, there's, and if I did it for actually the Thursday podcast, the interview podcast, then you'd have to go in and break up the question versus the answer. It just, looking at that on my screen made my eyes hurt. So to go in and actually break down a 20 minute podcast, I'm putting, I'm going to put in the column today. You'll see on page one, you'll see what is sent to me when I uploaded yesterday's daily roundup. Cause I was like, let me see what it looks like when it's, when it transcribed and it transcribed pretty well. There obviously words are misspelled and here and there, but you know, punctuation is off. You don't know when sentences start, when sentences end. It's just listening to my voice and transcribing words. And some are right, some are wrong. Tons of misspellings, no quotations over anything. It's just, it would be such a zoo for me to do that. And unfortunately, I understand there's a few out there that may be hearing impaired. There's just, it's not enough. It's not worth the hassle. And it doesn't mean I'm you know, forgetting about you, or I don't care about my hearing impaired listeners. It's just, you got to understand the amount of work that's going to be, would need to be put in to do that every single day. I wouldn't even think about doing it for the sports daily, but to do that every day for the daily roundup, you'll see what is sent to me when I uploaded yesterday's, I will have it in today's column. Check it out at realitysteve.com, And you'll be like, Oh, okay. It would take, and I'm just going to cut and paste it. I'm not even going to touch it. And it'd be like, this is what is sent to me. This is what it looks like when it's sent to me. And I would have to go through that whole thing, 20 minutes of transcribing something and put all the punctuation in. I, I, Cause I'm going to be wanted to, I'm going to want it to be perfect. So I'm gonna have to go through every misspelling, all the sentences. I need periods here, something that I put in quotation marks. I'm gonna have to find that. Like, it's just going to be way too much, but I'm going to cut and paste yesterday's daily round. I put it in today's column so you can see what is sent to me when I upload a podcast to a free transcription service. All right. Last night they went to the Bahamas. I'm not going to spend too much time recapping the episode. It'll be in my column, realitysteve.com. Check it out. It'll be up in a couple hours from the time you're listening to this. Should be up about 10 a.m. Eastern time. And then some Zach, Wants to be somebody's Bahama Papa looking for his Bahama Mama. I don't know who told him to say that line, but that was about as cringeworthy as you could get. Kat got the first date. They had a great first date on the boat. She opened up to him that she doesn't come from the most traditional family. She knows Zach does. She's a little worried about that. He assures her by making out with her. No, but Zach, you know, I'm... There have been plenty of bachelors in the past that have just made out with people and did not feel like they were getting to know them. And I get a different sense from Zach. Now, granted, we're only being shown different ports, uh, only parts of conversations that he's having with these women. And yes, he was constantly talking about how good looking Kat is, which she is. And he's talking about her model looks and stuff like that. But I thought at dinner when she opened up to him about that, like, hey, I don't have a traditional family. I moved out because my mom and I didn't get along. Or wait, was that Brooklyn? No, that was. Oh yeah, no, didn't she didn't live at home because of her mother? Didn't get along, 
And she wants her traditional family, which she knows Zach wants. And um, she opened up to him, and I thought he handled it very well. The group date was all centered around Kylie versus Anastasia. And look, the whole Instagram follower thing is just so played out and so tired now. As I said yesterday, you don't have to. We know most of these women or and the men that go on The Bachelorette are all going on because there's some level of narcissism there. You want to be on TV. You want to be seen. You want people to notice you. You want to gain a following. You want to build a brand. Because none of these people were walking down the street one day, kidnapped, thrown into a van, and then thrown on the show. You have to go through an extensive process to be on the show. You're not just automatically thrown on it. You know what you're doing by doing this. So with that said, talking about building a brand or talking about Instagram followers is just stupid. You can think it all you want, and that could be your ultimate goal. Just don't say it when you're on set. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say Anastasia did say it or she didn't say it. But for Kylie to convict her without even hearing it herself, she says to Zach, well, Charity told me that Anastasia was talking about this. That was just about as low as you, like you didn't even, you're, you're tattling number one and you're not even tattling on something you heard directly yourself. Like what was the point of that? Other than clearly she was probably told to do this by producers. Producers convinced her this was a good idea. It was a terrible idea. <laughs> like you couldn't have come up with something worse. I didn't even hear it myself, but she was talking about Instagram followers. Well, why didn't we have footage of this? They literally film everything when you're there. They didn't have any footage of Anastasia saying this. Now, I'm not saying she didn't say it, but I'm not saying she did. I didn't see it. So what am I supposed to do? Believe production all the time? Uh, no, no thanks. And I just think this is something that's just so minor. It's so minor. I understand Zach wants to find his best friend. He's told us that 17,000 times already. He wants to find his best friend. Good. And anytime he hears about any drama, he just just does not put up with anything. He's like, gone. You're gone. Bye. <laughs> he just he's he's definitely controlling what's going on this season because he's not putting up with anything. Christina brings up the fact that, uh, you know, someone brings up Christina was in the house and saying these things gone. Madison brings up, oh, I didn't feel that spark gone. Brianna, I don't know what happened with us. I said we got the America, America's Rose of it gone. Anastasia brings up Insta Instagram account gone. Like he just does not fucking care. Maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. Maybe he's letting the the love of his life go because he just doesn't want to deal with drama. Doesn't seem that way, but look, Anastasia wasn't lasting long on the show anyway. They barely showed her, so clearly he didn't have a connection. He used that maybe as an excuse to send her away. I don't know. I have no idea. And none of us and none of you watching as well have any idea if she really said that. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. But the whole thing is just stupid because we all know that everybody on that show is doing it just because she talked about it. That makes her worse. Not to mention, however, she talked about it. She said everyone's going to get 50,000 Instagram followers. What? 50,000. You think that's a big deal? Anastasia. That's five times less than I have. And I was never even on the show. Like, that's not a big deal if you get 50,000 followers. Sorry. But 
that's all the group date was about. It was literally just this back and forth between Kylie and Anastasia and then the miscommunication of Kylie, why Anastasia's talking to Zach, Kylie walks up and says, can I grab him for a minute? And then says, I don't want to fight you for it. And Anastasia taking that literally, like Kylie was going to throw down with her. It's just, really? That was the drama? Maybe they were right at the beginning of the season. Well, I shouldn't say that. At the beginning of the season, they said this is season's drama-free. There's been some drama in every episode. We had Christina drama. We had Madison drama the first night. Christina drama. Brianna drama last week. This week, Kylie and Anastasia drama. So there's been drama. It's just been petty drama. It hasn't been all that serious. So uh, Brooklyn got the last date, one-on-one date, and before that date started, we got a warning on the screen in regards to the following segment contains material about domestic violence. So we did get a heads up, and then we kind of knew where that was headed. Brooklyn was going to tell a story at some point during that date about how she was involved in domestic violence in a past relationship, and that's exactly what she said. She was with a guy for six years. He was apparently like her dad. Things got out of hand. He was emotionally abusive. He was physically abusive. But yet she was with him for six years. She wasn't herself, and she feels that if she didn't get out of there and take a stand, that she probably wouldn't be here today. And one time she woke up. Uh, with the cops waking her up because she had been knocked out. I mean, awful story to hear. You don't want to hear that. You're glad that the show put a warning up first and then after the date was over, put out the number uh, for domestic violence. That was very heady of them because, I mean, I can't really remember. Outside of Kaylin, there have definitely been women on this show who have been in emotionally slash physically abusive relationships, but I don't think... Outside of Kaylin and now Brooklyn, did anyone talk about it on the show and tell the lead this is what I've been through? I can't remember. Obviously, we know Kaylin did because that ended up being a whole thing in regards to Bachelor in Paradise, but she told Colton on her one-on-one and then the whole thing with Blake in Paradise, how that kind of blew up and why Blake decided to release the text messages that he did because he was, the way it was being portrayed on Paradise, it's like he was being silenced or he was telling a domestic violence survivor uh, trying to silence her. And he that's not the way it went down. That's why he shared the text. But besides Kaylin and now Brooklyn, did anybody really ever talk about it on the show? I can't remember. I don't think so. But I could be blanking on somebody. So if I am, please correct me and I'll, I'll mention it tomorrow. At the rose ceremony, we got pretty much what you'd expect He had sent Anastasia home because of the whole comment. Like I said, I had heard that she had self-eliminated because a close friend of hers passed away while she was at filming. It did happen, So, but the way it was shown, obviously it was more of Zach walking her out. That Anything about a friend dying was never brought up. And then the two people eliminated at the rose ceremony, Davia and Genevieve. Right, Genevieve? Yeah. So Charity, Katie, Gabby, Jess, Mercedes, Allie, Greer, and Kylie get roses. I need to do something, and I'm going to probably bring it up in the column. I need to go back for the first three episodes in terms of the rose ceremony. I'm almost positive that every time he does the roses, at least that how we're seeing him giving out the roses, the final four women are always given their roses, not in order, but always given back-to-back to each other. And if one of them 
women in the final four between Charity, Gabby, Katie, and Ariel, if one of them already has a rose from an earlier date, and let's say three of them are getting roses at the rose ceremony, they're always in order. Last night, Charity, Katie, and Gabby were the first three people, first three women to get roses. Actually, let me look at last week's. Last week's, um, Katie and Charity had already had roses. Katie on her one on uh, Katie on a one on one. Charity from the group date rose, and when he was announcing the roses at the rose ceremony, Gabby got one, and then Ariel was next. So that's the last two episodes. The episode before that, I can't remember who had. Oh, neither none of his final four. In episode two, none of his final four had a group date rose or a one-on-one rose. And the order that he gave out his roses at the rose ceremony, Brooklyn, Genevieve, Gree, Greer, Allie, and then he went Charity, Katie, Gabby, Abri- uh, Gabby, Ariel. So that's three episodes in a row. Episodes two, three, and four, he did it. And then in the first episode, I think he did it too. Wow, I'm just discovering this. It was something that I made a note of in my head. I was like, it seems like the Final Four always get their roses back to back. They're never split up. And in the first episode, the only person who had a rose was Greer and Brianna. No, that one was, uh, there was space between that. They went, um, after a, a few women had already gotten roses, he went Katie, Anastasia, Kylie, Gabby, Catherine, Mercedes, Ariel. So, yeah. Okay, so the first episode, first row ceremony didn't happen, but episodes two, three, and four, his final four have gotten roses consecutively. Whether it was two of them, because two of them already had roses, or three of them, because one had roses. If he calls one of them for the last three episodes, whoever's remaining in his final four has gotten it next. Interesting. I don't think it means a whole hell of a lot. And I just spent five minutes on it. So sorry about that. Anyway, we'll end it right here. Like I said, my podcast and my column, excuse me, my column will be up in a couple hours from now, about 10 a.m. Eastern time, recapping the episode and, you know, going over a few of the things that I just said in this podcast. So thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And we are back tomorrow with yet another daily roundup. So until then, I'm Reality Steve. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you.